and welcome to Cracking Cryptids and Curios. This is Matt, once again joined by Angel. In this episode, we will be traveling through time, space, and geometry to explore Pozuelo's Pyramid. And Angel, I can't wait to horribly mispronounce the plethora of Spanish words in this episode, so hold firm upon your butt cheeks and don't hesitate to correct me. But before we do that, we have to complete our episodic tradition and reveal what our goals are for each other this episode. So, pray tell my liege, what commands do you have for me, thine lowly vassal? Well, Matt, for your first goal, it's actually quite simple. Probably the simplest goal you've ever been given. Simpler than that patience one. What was that about, anyway? <laughs> the one where his Bucky O'Hare was pretty... <laughs> easy <laughs> yep your goal is to simply say at some point in this episode say the highest number what, the? <laughs> what is your end game of this <laughs> say the highest number if these other goals don't somehow entwine themselves to this number. I don't know what the purpose of this is. As as we will find in this episode, we'll be exploring a curious curio created by a man, but I, I don't want that to outshadow you, Angel. I don't want you to feel somehow inferior, so I would like you to complete a bit of a, a, a show and tell. You must grab something within the confines of the room you are currently in, describe it to our audience, and convince us why that object is better than the this episode's Pozuelo's Pyramid. So I hope you're not into that like uh, minimalistic phase of your life where you don't have anything in your room. It's just a desk, a white desk in a white room with your white pants. <laughs> well, it's well, before we'll... Labor Day, so you can still wear your white pants. We shall see. Wait, are you supposed to not wear anything white? Can't after wear white Labor after the white. Can't wear white pants after Labor Day. After? Yes. So, how long after can you wear again? Not until <laughs> well after Labor Day, like the calendar reset in the new year. I I presume it's not talked about. It's just talked about how you can't wear them after Labor Day, not when it's reset. <laughs> Memorial Day? <laughs> they just summer colors. Do you have white pants in the room? Uh, no. I have no pants in the room. Okay, for your, for your second goal. Hmm. <laughs> that was a convincing. <laughs> for your second goal. Have you thought of that number yet? <laughs> because. Speaking of numbers. If, if you've thought of that number you must before you complete the second task you must say that first number however for your second task i'm gonna tell you right now that you are wrong wait what is that my goal that i'm wrong no no oh. i'm telling you that you are wrong that you have failed the first goal but before you even do it but i will let you do it anyways anyway the fact is that for the second goal, you must say the real highest number ever. 
And then you got to explain using irrefutable logic as to why there can be no higher number than the one you say. Uh, I, uh, huh. Is that what you said? Huh. <laughs> huh. Huh. I need, huh. I need your help to make me a, a, a better person, Angel. I find it, I find it extremely difficult to share anything with people. I have I have coworkers that for the past six years who pretty much know nothing about me because I never share anything about myself ever. So to help me, I need you to share something fun from your life. But after sharing it, I need you to explain what you felt sharing that experience. Because if I can understand what it feels like to share something, maybe that will make me want to share things. Okay, let me let me process this one first before I move on. I don't I don't know what it feels like to do those. <laughs> All right, so for your third goal, since we're following a theme here, again, simple. Your goal is to announce the highest letter in the world. What? Announce it? Declare it? Declare it. Which letter just just rises above the rest as the highest? How do these make me a better person going into 2024? Only you can infer that. Announce the highest letter in the world. When you say like that, <laughs> it sounds stupid. <laughs> Speaking of stupid, it's not just sharing things that I, I that I hate doing, Angel. Chit-chat. Small talk. The, the the talk that just fills the, the silence. It drives me nuts. I hate it. And, I, and I'm horrible at it. So what I need from you is a, a small talk anecdote. And what you believe, then, are the five most important elements of small talk. Because maybe if I understand what I should be doing, then I, I won't hate it as, as much. And maybe that will help our curiosities out there that also hate small talk. I got a secret top five list, apparently. That's <laughs> a hidden top five. Ooh. Small talk anecdote? Wait, wait. Yep. Say that, say that. <laughs> a small talk anecdote. And then, on top of that, the top five most important elements of small talk. With those goals being set, I, I suppose I, I have only one more thing to ask before we delve into this topic. Are you ready? I'm ready as a boiled egg. Just don't ask me to crack under pressure. Uh, egg jokes? <laughs> egg yolks? One <laughs> of the most <laughs> recognizable forms of ancient architecture is that of Mesoamerican pyramids. Absolute marvels of engineering by pre-Columbian people such as the Aztec, Mayan, Olmec, and Toltec to just name drop a few, are generally amazing and jaw-dropping in the most literal sense. I believe we have mentioned it at some point in this show's history with the Temple of Kukuklan in the Mayan city of Chichen Itza being constructed with the acoustic design that when you clap your hands in the specific spot in front of the pyramid, the sound mimics that of a Quetzal bird is produced. It's mind-blowing. Do you have... Anything to add to the sheer, you know, engineering marvel of the Mesoamericans? Yeah, it's it is fascinating, and 
I I get to thinking, maybe they had some outside help, perhaps? <laughs> Perchance? <laughs> maybe some intelligence that's from beyond the stars? No, of course not. They did not. We can end this right now. <laughs> they did not get help from the aliens. Uh, mm? Now... <laughs> into the bizarre and intriguing carvings, reliefs, and designs in some some of those pyramids. And as you say, uh, people are thinking, wait a second, there's there's no way people made these. It must have been some more advanced entity that showed them how to do this, the entire ancient (laughs) alien argument. Now, we've thoroughly discussed our views on ancient aliens numerous times in this show, so we, we won't be going that much into it again but the strange object of this episode angel pretty much slaps us in the face by mixing your favorite geometrical object the pyramid with your favorite thing not of this earth aliens (laughs) for the benefit of our curiosities angel can you describe what pozuelo's pyramid looks like certainly well i mean it's a pyramid it's 22 feet tall it looks like it's made out of stones, and it's got like really steep steps on the front of it with a triangular opening, and above that is another opening. I don't know if there's a way inside other than through there, because I saw a video on YouTube where the guy was kind of at the top, and those, I mean, they're steep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really steep. Like, danger steep. <laughs> 22 feet tall, Angel. Off the top of my head, that is... That's what is commonly referred to as 11 adult porcupines from tail to snout in length. So, this pyramid is located 45 miles or 75 kilometers south of the Mexico-U.S. border. if, If that doesn't quite ring a bell in telling the distance, a typical tornado can be between 1,600 and 4,900 feet tall. So this would be like 80 tornadoes on top of each other from the U.S. into Mexico, located sort of just out there in the desert in what kind of could be described as a compound. But there's more, Angel. 22 feet tall pyramid on your property. I mean, you, you have enough land. You could easily do this, I think. But I have to ask, a pyramid can sort of be an eyesore and not quite mesh with the rest of the aesthetic for most properties. I suppose there could even be, you know, worse things. So to put this into perspective, like the tornado distance, please give me the top five worst things besides a pyramid that someone could build in their backyard that is 22 feet tall. (laughs) And before you say that, I'm almost inclined to say that the highest number is 22, because why would you build anything higher than 22 feet? <laughs> well, I mean, sure. <laughs> the 22, not 22, top five <laughs> worst top things. Sh- <laughs> Let me refresh. The top 22 should have been what we do here. <laughs> top five worst things besides a pyramid someone could build that's 22 feet tall in my backyard. So I started. <laughs> Not specifically your backyard, I guess, and in general, anyone's backyard. <laughs> Definitely my backyard. Uh, number five is a 22 foot tall Jack Black replica circa Shallow Howl. <laughs> hmm, 
is Jason Alexander there with his vestigial tail? Mm-hmm. He's balancing on it. <laughs> on top of it? So he's is he part of the 22 feet? Sure. <laughs> he's just on top of Shallow Hal? Yes. Yes, he is. Like a little ballerina? I remember Jason Alexander made played a villain on some of the a police procedural TV show. I'm sure he was very menacing. <laughs> he was very menacing, actually. Well, what else did I see him? I think I saw him. I feel like I've seen him in something with Miami. Was it Burn Notice? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with any of this. <laughs> um, just, just your. A collection of faint Jason Alexander <laughs> memories. I remember when I was a wee young lad. <laughs> I was watching Seinfeld, of all things. <laughs> the episode where uh, George says he, he he loves Marissa Tomei. And the friend, I forget who, knows Marissa Tomei and says, She's into chubby guys. Want to get a date with her? <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he goes on a date with Marissa Tomei. <laughs> And he somehow, like, messes that up. Is she playing herself? Yep. (laughs) What's the deal? (laughs) Marissa Tomei. Anyway, I think I thought of Marissa Tomei because I saw a a social media post about her and everyone was going nuts about it. I don't know why. Didn't make sense to me. I didn't get it. I don't get these kids today. Going, gonna go elder mode. <laughs> I'm mixing up all my goals. <laughs> I don't know which one I'm doing anymore. One of the important things about mixing, I'm not mixing, about small talk is <laughs> actually relating stuff that you know are relatable to the person you're talking with, like TV shows and movies. That's just the one important element. The second important element is actually a trick. You want to make others talk about themselves because people usually like to talk about themselves number three of small talk elements <laughs> it's a uh, list within a list <laughs> that's right a list within a list is uh having good transitions so that when you're talking small you don't just <laughs> you don't just end it there you have some sort of transition to lead to another topic and then people are like wow that person sure knows how to talk a lot. <laughs> just don't want to skip haphazardly from topic to topic. <laughs> just, just like, like, just, all of a sudden I'm talking about Imagine Dragons. Like, what's that about? <laughs> Come on. The, I, I, I said three, right? So the fourth thing, <laughs> small talk, or is um, this number two, <laughs> is actually to be personable. I don't know how to explain it other than watch other people that are personable because they're, <laughs> they're copy them. They're yeah, copy them. You know, fake it till you make it because you got people that can, that are so off putting and it's like they're not aware of it. <laughs> like oh. they just, <laughs> like, I remember there was this one guy that just kept talking to me. I don't know if he has a problem, but he cannot stop talking. And he would just go, like you said, from topic to topic to topic. He was talking about his wife in one sentence. And then the next, it was about the museum he was in. And then the next one is, let me show you about this rapper that should have been more famous than Eminem. And I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) And this is all within the span of a minute. (laughs) For some reason, the person I thought of was the the guy from the doppelganger episode that thought he saw you in a band. (laughs) (laughs) 
my god, that guy. That guy was something else. But I've never seen him ever again. So we can uh, safely <laughs> ignore him. Because <laughs> he buried his body. <laughs> in a in a crawl space somewhere. <laughs> and and the and the fifth important element for small talk is is just just have fun with it, you know? Just, just <laughs> enjoy life. Don't think of it as a chore. <laughs> enjoy the small talk. Just drink it up, man. Because one day, mm-hmm. that person you're talking to, you're not going to see them again. And you're going to be like, hey, I miss when they used to tell me about Gam Gam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. This random person's grandmother. That I have no idea who she is. I just loved learning about her. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe she was crazy. She just loved hearing those crazy stories. That's for you to decide. Anyway, where was I? Uh, I think I like small talk less. <laughs> Knowing more about it now. The number four l- item on the other list of <laughs> top five worst things besides a pyramid. Oh, yeah. The 22 feet tall shit. <laughs> is uh, a 22 foot tall... Now... Hear me out on this one. A 22-foot-tall gumbok. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> but gumbok? A, a gumbok. It, it's, it is what is called a mono-monostatic shape in which it always uh, rights itself. So if you try to flip it or twist it around, it's always going to reorient itself to face a certain direction. So it's impervious to Missy Elliott and flip it and reverse it? That's right. It's impervious. <laughs> An impervious shape. Yeah. How does that work? Uh, math. Is this a theoretical <laughs> thing or is it proven? <laughs> it's. I think people can actually make them. What? Yeah. I think I've seen one. I think. Does I, it just yeah. change? Like it knows its surroundings? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Like people will flick it and it'll just like wobble, and if you hit it really hard, it'll flip and then kind of fix itself again. And then goes Somehow. back to its original shape. Yeah. Foot, two foot tall one wow <laughs> yeah that's impressive is I that mean, worse no, than the it's pyramid <laughs> it's worse than the pyramid <laughs> I think this is better than the pyramid <laughs> oh no what have I done <laughs> Let's scratch the rest of this episode we're talking about this thing oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay well maybe that was a better object but I tell you number three you're definitely going to agree with a 22-foot-tall pozuelo. <laughs> and, and what, pray tell, is that? Apparently, it's a bowl. <laughs> uh, the rough translation. <laughs> At least according to Cuban. <laughs> Cuban. 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 Maybe. I thought you were going to be professional this time in this episode. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Number two, I think I think you'll like this one. A twenty-two foot tall pyramid, but tw- but twenty feet of it is below ground. <laughs> so it's just a spike coming out of the ground. Yep. Don't fall on it. Yikes. Yep. <laughs> How much is under twenty? Twenty feet? It's still yeah. a two foot tall spike. Yeah. That's pretty tall. I'm pretty, sure that's, I'm pretty sure that's how one of the pyramids was discovered. 
And we just found that, and then they started digging it out, and they're like, oh, man, there's a whole pyramid in here. <laughs> and then there's stuff inside the pyramid. It's like yep. a surprise box. <laughs> surprise pyramid. The number one worst thing that I would want, or anyone should want in their backyard that's 22 feet tall, worse than a pyramid, is a wicker man. How <laughs> about a 22 foot tall hobby horse that comes... <laughs> To get you, to bring you to the wicker man. <laughs> yep. Yep. Someone's getting killed inside it. <laughs> Somebody's burning. <laughs> uh, the original crazy movie. <laughs> Absolutely crazy movie. That's a ride. <laughs> there really isn't too much out there about this pyramid, but the, the two main sources of Im- information I'm using are an Express News article from 2016, uh, a favorite year of yourself, and a Reddit post uh, by user Aldeo, who apparently went to the pyramid a few months ago and relayed some information in a Reddit thread, or as you say, a Reddit thread it. <laughs> the Express article starts off strong and gives me what I want, Angel. It gives me what I live for. I always need to know someone's employment or career before I can even... even focus on what's going on we've delved into this several times before how a person's job can seemingly be used to make them more credible or used to discredit them i think at this point the like this point of the entire show the kentucky meat shower had my all-time favorite the neighbor who made baskets he just made baskets but this one angel may even top that Right out of the gate, the first sentence of the Express article states a Mexican, and it's in all caps, like it's it's yelling at me, a Mexican <laughs> peasant farmer has claimed he built a pyramid in the desert on the orders of an extraterrestrial from a faraway place. Damn. <laughs> that sentence carries a lot of baggage with it. If they're was ever a sentence to prime your reader into thinking, get a load of this batshit crazy guy, uh, this is the one. <laughs> so Angel, peasant peasant farmer, peasant farmer, not a, a rustic farmer, not an agricultural worker, not just a you know regular old farmer. We got a peasant farmer. What the hell? Like, is, is this, is, what is the point of labeling him a peasant farmer like it's some 1400s fiefdom? My liege. I think this is uh, trying to gear us up to to grind this man's accomplishments down to a, a non-existent pulp. Do you drink orange juice with the pulp? I do. Hmm. Wrong, <laughs> wrong answer. The peasant farmer claims he built the pyramid in the desert on the orders of an extraterrestrial from a faraway place. Is there anything in space from not from a faraway place. Like, is there a cutoff that I don't know about that indicates that this isn't a faraway place? It's all far away. Um, I think if it's uh, if it's outside of the solar system, it's considered far. Mm-hmm. But if it's within the uh, solar system... Like, Pluto isn't far? I mean, yeah, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I suppose... I haphazardly said that 22 was the highest number. I don't know what I was thinking with that. (laughs) That's clearly wrong. So, I would say the highest number is distance to Pluto plus one. And my logic being, that's higher than 22. 
Anything is anything higher than distance to Pluto plus one? I mean, to infinity I guess and beyond. Not. <laughs> to quote Tim Allen, <laughs> R.I.P. I mean, is is the distance to Pluto plus one infinity? Is it more than infinity is it or less? Plus than one infinity? forever. Plus one repeating. <laughs> I don't yes. know. It's pretty Yes. <laughs> uh, well, where actually, are we? <laughs> actually, I tell you what. Speaking of Pluto, <laughs> we got we got a we got a we you got small a, talk transitioned it. <laughs> That's right. In Pluto, did you know that there's actually an alien species that people don't talk about enough? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's called it's called the pout pout fish, and it swims. <laughs> what? What is this? That's what it sounds like. The pout pout fish is a fish that is blue, just like Pluto, and it's pouting. It's got big pouty lips. So, so for those that don't have video, which is everyone in this world but me, <laughs> this is the show and tell portion of our episode where now, Angel has a swimming blue fish from Pluto. I think that kind of by itself tells you why it's better than the pyramid. Because it's like, from Pluto. Because, I mean, how many people can say they have a fish that's from Pluto? From the, the highest the highest the, number. The, <laughs> It traveled a distance of Pluto plus one to get here. <laughs> the highly mathematic Pluto plus one. <laughs> pretty far. I, I don't know that distance. <laughs> I don't think incomprehensible. Many do. What? The distance. It's incomprehensible. Oh, incomprehensible. Yeah. yeah. It's also got spots like a jaguar. <laughs> or as you say, yagua. <laughs> I think it also. It Does it speak? gurgle what's it what's it breathe plutonium (laughs) (laughs) i got i forgot pluto was liquid plutonium that's where it got its name from (laughs) i always forget that (laughs) that's why they took it away as a planet but then they brought it back (laughs) did did they i don't know (laughs) does anyone know you know you know who took it away right our dear old friend neil degrasse tyson why did he take it away? Because he hates planets. You know what he hates more is the moon, though. The moon. <laughs> Look into that. He hates the moon. He hates the moon so much. <laughs> but what he loves more than anything is tweeting out that if you look at yourself in the mirror and attempt to kiss yourself, the only thing you can kiss is your lips. He has tweeted that like 12 times. Because he's tried it so many times. <laughs> he's just like, I just can't do it. I can't kiss anything else tries to do it really fast try to outmaneuver the mirror doesn't work <laughs> i i used to i used to think that if i look at the mirror at an angle i would be able to see something that wasn't there but that never happens have you seen that tiktok trend of people putting a piece of paper on the mirror turning and being able to see around the piece of paper and their mind is blown because the piece of paper's there, so why why how's, can they see? How does the mirror know? <laughs> it's the, yeah, it's the I, mirror I think world. I've seen that. <laughs> they just they don't know about the mirror world. It's like, come on, guys, it's crazy, it's crazy. Get, wow. get with the times. The paper. Um, 
I just wish, I wish, you know, totally unrelated. I wish the education system here was way better. <laughs> it's unrelated. Completely unrelated. <laughs> Maybe Neil should focus on that and not Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you see him, tell him that. I will at a family gathering. Huh? Just yell at him. <laughs> hey, Neil. <laughs> the man who created this structure is Raimundo Corona. And I'm sorry, but it, I feel like... If, so if you go out and read this Express article, it feels like the way that they present this information, they're just bashing this guy with no remorse. They're going for the kill on Raimundo. So do you think like the media has an incentive to present this type of material as as goofy and out there to immediately discredit Raimundo and what he created as more of like something from a sideshow than anything else? I don't know why they would have an incentive. I mean, we we've talked about this just back in the 1800s. The newspapers ate this stuff up mm-hmm. and they would print these kinds of stories out. Because they knew it would probably get lots of readership. Yeah, it'd sell papers. I don't know. Maybe now it's the opposite where we can, we live in a more, I don't know, rational world. So the newspapers will figure they'll get more readership by bashing yeah. like, these look at silly this ideas. Ball. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a what an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Idioto. <laughs> Based on what is presented... Raimundo apparently told a, a local paper that the alien who visited him in 1984 came from the constellation of Orion from a planet called Nephilim, which is 20 times the size of Earth. So 20 times the size of Earth. That's, that's a really big number. I, I don't know how to comprehend the size, so I did a search and found an article from the Cleveland Channel 19 from an article in 2009 that states, Scientists have discovered the universe's largest known planet, a giant ball made of mostly hydrogen that is 20 times larger than the Earth, encircling a star 1,400 light years away. I think that's even higher than the number I said before. That size <laughs> is... That's, that's higher than Pluto plus one. That size is 70% larger than Jupiter. That doesn't really help me at all because astronomical sizes are still difficult to visualize but i suppose that's just hella big right it's hella big 70 percent bigger than jupiter i don't know how big jupiter is i just know what's out there that's the 20 times larger than earth it's a lot of porcupines now i did some internet searches and you know how many earths can fit in jupiter 20 times Minus 70%? <laughs> 1,300 of them. What the hell is 1,300 Earths? Because <laughs> they're, round, they're round. What fills the gaps? When they're side by side? Gas. Mm. Hydrogen. Hydrogen. <laughs> but just think, if 1,300 plant Earths can fit in Jupiter, and then that big... Nothing, 70% times more? Is 70% bigger, yeah. So, what kind of... That's huge! That's huge! (laughs) This this alien apparently uh, had trouble at his home planet. So, if you could destroy something that big... Imagine the resources on that planet? If it's habitable? (laughs) You want to avatar this thing? Yes. (laughs) Get some unobtainium? (laughs) Is that what what they call it? Yes. Because it's unobtainable? 
<laughs> it's it's like what the hell's James Cameron doing? <laughs> it turns out it's like the planet's life source, and it's killing the planet. The more they they harvest it or whatever, don't they all plug into the world with their hair? Yeah. And then the and then the sequel came out, and I don't know if you've seen the no. sequel. And it's it's the story is that the bad guys are coming to to steal resources from the planet again. Again, <laughs> it's the same story. It's the exact same story. I was like, "What is this? This is the same thing." How how has this movie? It's like one of the most profitable movies in existence. <laughs> But it has had zero cultural impact. <laughs> How does this happen? Maybe because because of that. Because it's just the same story. <laughs> Did people really just go to see it just in three D? Was that was that the thing? I guess. I mean, it's pretty. There's no denying that. But I guess all that all that prettiness took up every other resource they had <laughs> James Cameron's actual I, I can't I can't do this I gotta focus on what it looks like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a shame it's only like eight more coming so we'll see how it, it goes yeah you know that's gonna yeah <laughs> I mean you know what power to him it, I wish I people threw money at me to make crappy movies is there gonna be like a bet in place of does J.R.R. Martin finish the Game of Thrones books before he dies or does James Cameron finish the Avatar movies before he dies? Which one happens first? <laughs> Maybe they'll uh, co- collaborate and not finish them together. Mm-hmm. Or Game of Thrones Avatar. So going back to Nephilim and its <laughs> location within Orion, how do you think like the information is relayed? That information is relayed back to Raimundo. How did the alien tell him these things? That where he was from? Is the alien aware that we name constellations? How does it know Orion? Why did he use Orion? For instance, it's to my understanding that most people listening to this like to this show know in the constellation Orion's belt, which I know is your favorite part because of your affinity for belts. You love them. But from what I understand, it's referred to as Las Tres Marias in a lot of Latin America. Why didn't the alien make reference to a more colloquial naming of where his home planet is nearby? Why do you use Orion's belt? Or just Orion in general? How's this happen? First of all, I didn't even see this question. So I'm completely unprepared. I did not know anything about Maria's three... Have you ever heard that before? No. So maybe it's not true. (laughs) Maybe the internet lied to me. I'm trying to see if the Spanish article mentions... No, it doesn't mention anything. Everything everything that's mentioned is Orion. (laughs) How does the alien know he's in the constellation Orion? Well, first of all, let me answer your first question, which is how he relayed the information to Raimundo... And I believe he he did it through high pitch frequencies, like that oh, lady no. that speaks to aliens. No. <laughs> Secondly, is the alien aware? I mean, if the alien knows how to travel to our planet, I'm I'm, I'm assuming they probably know have some sort of database of of our 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 doings and our activities. How, and, how? like from observations? Yeah, you know, probings and all that. 
the classic stuff. Or, or, get this, maybe it's not aliens, but demons. You're saying he's a demon? Maybe. I mean, it turns out that it could be that before aliens were a thing, it was demons. And mm-hmm. maybe aliens are just demons in disguise. I don't know what kind of demon would make a man build a pyramid that's <laughs> devoted to Catholicism. So, I don't know. <laughs> a, a poor demon. A peasant demon. <laughs> I, I think he failed at that nice. one. He probably that's probably that's, that's why he hasn't returned. He was like, ah, foiled again by the peasant farmers. <laughs> I really messed this up. Oops, this one's on me. <laughs> was there any other questions in there? Oh. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of information in that question. I'm trying to find Orion's belt in Spanish, but I don't. It doesn't really give me. Well, the idea was that. The constellations that the a lot of the world knows them as they're not not all cultures refer to those as the same constellations so the idea is that instead of just the orion the hunter the belt is the last trace marias yeah according to the internet this this is a case i've never heard of that because i don't talk about constellations in spanish <laughs> what do you what the hell that I think that'd be one top top five small talk conversations. <laughs> Constellation. <laughs> What's your astrological sign? <laughs> of the 22 major constellations, which one's your favorite? <laughs> Throw it back on them so that they talk about themselves. Wait, 22 constellations? Of the major 20, yeah, the top 22? 22 feet tall <laughs> pyramid? Are we breaking the code? <laughs> I think we are. So as for Orion, the first thing I, I legit thought about was of the theory of how species, the movie, influenced the woman who described the chupacabra and how this specific instance could relate to Orion Pictures movie releases in the 80s and its impact on Raimundo. So early 1980s Orion releases included 1980s Caddyshack, a favorite of everyone, Battle Beyond the Stars, Excalibur, with our favorites King Arthur and Merlin, Rambo, First Blood, Amadeus, and of course, Terminator, James Cameron, all Orion releases. Do you think supposed peasant farmers had access to notable Orion picture releases? Could this have some way influenced Raimundo? I don't see why not. I mean, I I don't even know what what peasant farmer means <laughs> just i just think it's just farmer i feel like he's just out there farming dirt <laughs> like he's <laughs> he's not doing well at all it's the way that the article presenting it presents i mean it. i mean if the, if he's not doing well then that pyramid stuff must have put him on the map I and mean, whatever visited him did him did him good i guess so this is like a, a hodag situation where like the tree logging wasn't doing so well anymore. Now we got to pivot to something else that makes money. <laughs> Farming. I'm a peasant still. I gotta. I gotta <laughs> build a pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Is Nephilim alien enough sounding to you? I think Nephilim is not so alien sounding to me. It actually reminds me of Nephilim, which brings a whole different slew of ideas I mean we know the guy's Catholic so Mm -hmm. it might have gotten some influence from that Uh, 
and we know that the the pigs are at war with the nephilim mm-hmm. so all the time and they're hybrid humans nephilim have in the conspiracy not conspir- in the in the in the paranormal world have been often mentioned a lot for reasons and people like to say maybe the nephilim were aliens so it's kind of like it's a circle <laughs> reminds me of the very first episode where we had that mexican couple that saw the giant in the mountains yep nephilim yeah ne- nephilim giants uh it, actually it's it's interesting because apparently giants are a big thing in in, in mexico <laughs> a big thing but seriously <laughs> uh What's definitely the deal? Cultu- <laughs> a cultural thing it's funny how those things happen <laughs> so, who the heck is this alien, and what did we, <laughs> what did we, I was like almost like Christopher Lambert, <laughs> but what did he want with his visitation with Raimundo? Apparently, when this alien visited, Raimundo asked what this entity's name is, and it responded with, <laughs> my, my best guess here, Huyuleka, and it, it was described as looking like a tall man with honey-colored eyes and white hair down to the ground, like yours. It was barefoot and wore a tunic tied with a rope. I jest here, Angel, but is that not Merlin? I mean, it does seem like a, a very uh, classic wizard, right? Saruman. Notable Gandalf. Orion release, Excalibur. In the early 1980s, that Merlin had a metal like skull cap thing going on, but he still had the the like rope tunic thing going on. I don't know. So Heruleka told Raimundo to construct a temple in the form of a pyramid because it would be like Raimundo's faith, something that winds and storms couldn't move and was always pointing upwards. Heruleka even followed up with a warning for Raimundo: many people will laugh at you defame you and say it was an act of insanity or something you did during a bender and is an act of a madman or a drug addict i want to know how he knew bender would why would the alien warrant such a thing like maybe more so angel in your opinion why would the alien want a, a temple to be built i think the alien described as described it seems as it resembles a, a person or human so mm-hmm. maybe they have human aspects to them as well and and human emotions so maybe they also have an idea that of 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 what um might happen when somebody has a crazy idea and knows that people will be like what are you what are you high what are you on drugs kind of thing (laughs) in that voice who's that guy (laughs) i don't know (laughs) why would he want that temple built I, maybe he's got an ulterior motive. Motive. Maybe it's a antenna. Almost the way it's. I'm perceiving it now is like this. This was almost like an angelic encounter for Raimundo of build a temple and in honor of your faith that is never broken or cannot be broken. Not even by by geological time could break this temple. Is how it's presented almost like. At the same token, oftentimes these like religious visions, you could say, you could be treated as a madman 
or a person on a bender for for reacting like that or being even associating with something like that is it is it more believable to say an alien told you that than an angel um i mean i guess it depends on who you're talking to (laughs) you have to to gauge your audience (laughs) yeah read the room Mm -hmm. kind of thing now the reddit thread explains a little bit more of what was told to Raimundo, as it apparently uh, is written within the temple now. One of the reasons uh, Heruleka wanted the temple there was because of an existing energetic portal being in the area that could be used to heal both people and the Earth's magnetic field. So what do you make of that? The, the magnetic field's in danger. Well, that's the first I hear of that. I mean, what exactly happens if the magnetic field breaks? So I do see that a lot, like in like clickbaity articles about like magnetic fields and the poles reversing and stuff like that, and the, uh, the apocalyptic outcome that we'll have in our world. And it's always like it's out there, it's coming next year, it will happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then time travelers from TikTok <laughs> say the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna happen. The poles, the poles are gonna shift. What what happens to Santa when the poles shift? What happens to those people that make those predictions and it doesn't happen? Like, do people forget? Do they? I mean, how many number of doomsday sayers just get forgotten? It happens all the time. To me, it's like, well, why don't I make a prediction? I've got nothing to lose. Nobody's going to come after me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, oh, your prediction. I mean, unless you're the uh, Heaven's Gate cult and, you know, like you, you drink the poison or whatever and you all yeah. die. <laughs> I mean, we're still talking about John didn't Titer, take it away. Yeah. And none of his stuff came true, but people still bring him up. So I say, my prediction is that by the time this episode airs, there will have been a, a great calamity that befell humanity. And we must, we must unite so that we rebuild and reconnect mm-hmm. very nostradamus of you uh-huh and i would like to you know i just i just got that i got a, a message it just came to me i felt like i had to share it i had to share it with with all of you and i think i felt it felt nice to get that off my chest <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just, it's just like 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 something opens up and then light springs forth, and there's like lasers, and you're like going, bzz, 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 making all kinds of booming, zooming sounds. And it's just wonderful. It's magical. It's magical, really. So what you're telling me is sharing things generates a happy feeling. Yes. Huh. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I'll have to try it. I like feeling happy. I asked you to translate the writing on the inside of the temple as it was related by the original poster in the Reddit thread it, which was in Spanish, the, the posting portion of this. Supposedly, this is Raimundo's interpretation of what Hirileka uh, told him. Don't despair, because one day, if you find yourself alone, remember this. If in a million years someone listens to you, you are like a diamond that disperses light of consciousness. Uh, what we want is to pay attention to the terrible things being done to this place known as Earth. 
and must take care like the girl with her eyes because it provides what's necessary to live. Hmm? We must be aware that this is a replica of Earth and the entire universe. All of this I have told you, tell others. It is necessary for man to know he is taking the wrong path and is taking the knowledge to create weapons. There is a terrible war that tormented me. Something got out of control. Every atom of species, rock, seas, and dust increased temperature greatly. This swept away everything in its path. It would destroy everything it touched, and I saw how the wave of heat would burn children and women. I saw how that how they would twist, their flesh would fall away, the earth became like, like when they burn mountains, all of the earth is covered in smoke, and it is a night of death. I got to thinking, why didn't we see the chaos that we were causing the earth, the suffering? Uh, there is some stuff. stuff to unpack here, but the first thing that jumps out, Angel, is that uh, Herulaika states, all of this I have told to you, tell others. But does this not conflict with what he was also presumably told to Raimundo, that the people will think he's a madman, a drug addict for building the pyramid? Like These don't mesh, right? It's actually interesting because this is kind of very similar to what's in the Christian Bible. Where, you know, where you're supposed to spread the word, but mm -hmm. there's also a passage in there that tells you that says how you know a lot of people are probably gonna not believe you and think you a fool, but but you must persist. Yeah, basically. So oh. seems very uh, imagine that very interesting, uh, very similar. These aliens uh, study study the Bible. They must have read it before they made contact. <laughs> Withstanding that, the message basically starts off with the idea that, compounding what you just said, that this message saves at least one person, then it would all be worth it. And it feels like a you know, religious sentiment of sorts. The idea that by spreading the word of Christ to save one person's soul would make it all worth it. So you get that same sense, right? That this is very religious-based message that the alien gave them. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems to be like it's headed in that direction. Mm -hmm. It also takes the tone of the environmental philosophy that humans are placed here to be shepherds of nature to protect it. So the earth provides for us, so we must protect it for future generations. The, the replica is that humans, the earth, and indeed the universe are all one and interconnected. The description of the terrible war with everything burning and mountain on like a fire instantly remind me of the scene in in terminator 2 where the nuke goes off and linda hamilton's character's flesh gets blown off her and her skeleton somehow somehow stays complete holding on to the chain link fence <laughs> just <laughs> getting blown away by a nuclear bomb but the the bones stay intact all in all what do you make of the message it's, like you said it's pretty standard and i think it's a. Uh... It, I don't know why, but it reminded me of a Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> tweet that he had put out back in 2018. <laughs> and it's it's very uh, classic Neil, right? It goes, Vintage. The perennial cry to save Earth is odd. Planet Earth survives massive asteroid strikes. It'll survive anything we throw at it. But life on Earth will not. And it's like... Profound. It's like, yeah, but, you know, 
saying save the earth kind of everyone understands what we're saying when you say that <laughs> not save the earth save us as a whole <laughs> Neil <laughs> I saw some discussion of how the alien described by Raimundo is reminiscent of what is referred to as Nordic aliens alleged human extraterrestrials who are over six feet tall have long blonde hair, blue eyes, fair skin, and have human features, and are seen as like paternal watchers who seek to help us. Now, Angel the Nordic are said to be from the Pleiades within the Taurus constellation, one of the 22, which is immediately northwest of Orion. Orion has his damn sword drawn to strike Taurus. Like, is it all related? Does that mean that this alien okay. is trying to fight the Nordic aliens? Or are the Nordic also there in in Orion? <laughs> Why or, di- or did Raimundo misinterpret the the the, the constellations? <laughs> He's like, oh, it's in Orion. No, no, I'm in Taurus. I think we need to do further investigations, and we got to visit this place and take measurements of everything there. Mm-hmm. It's only 80 tornadoes away from the border. So, <laughs> yeah, we can walk that. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. I'd, I don't know if you saw this in the Reddit thread. Uh, apparently, one of the pictures uh, a poster commented indicates that the Nephilim are from the Orion constellation. Ooh. <laughs> you believe that? What? Uh-huh. What? Does, does this mean... That... I think I think Raimundo was onto something. <laughs> I think he knew something, or maybe he he watched a lot of that Excalibur. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Nephilim in Excalibur. I've got to go back and watch it. That movie is a long ass, boring movie. I remember renting it as uh, <laughs> I think I was in high school, and I was like, I think I fell asleep halfway through it. It's not. It's not. Wasn't very good. I think I think it's on a free streaming service. I'm gonna have to check it out. Oh, you love Merlin, so of course mm-hmm. can't go wrong with Merlin. The Merman, as you call him. <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about Raimundo, but not a lot, not a lot about pyramids themselves. Were you aware that the base of a pyramid can be trilateral? quadrilateral or any polygon shape. The There's pyramids with just a three pointed bottom? Yep. Where? Well, I don't know if they exist like that were built, but you can make a th- Oh, just theoretically. Th- oh. <laughs> like I yeah. misinterpreted what you said. <laughs> <laughs> what what it's not theoretical. You can No, like, I mean I've, like I, I've had a puzzle that you could put it together and it's got a three but not prong. like a like, there's a location in the Yucatan Peninsula that has a three-pointed base-bottom pyramid. That's not what you're saying. Right, yeah. right. Uh, the most common are the square uh, bases. So my, I'm wondering, like, why? Like, why didn't anybody build something that wasn't a squared base? I don't know if that's uh, something that's relevant to... I wonder if just the engineering of it would make it too difficult because because the four-pointed base 
you get a, a stronger base to a better foundation, right? I Presumably. But I'm not a, you know, Engineer. Mesoamerican from <laughs> 3,000 years ago building a pyramid out of hand-cut stone. <laughs> hand-cut stone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, something to think about. I don't have an answer. I've always... I've, there was a puzzle. Like I said, I had a puzzle that you built. It's like a little pyramid shape that you put together, and it was a three-sided one, and... That was like the first time that I was like, wait a minute, they can do this in three? <laughs> yeah, until this moment, I've never thought about that. It's mm-hmm. always presented as a four-pointed bottom pyramid. Yep. Huh. I wonder why. Exactly. It's a good... And uh, and the wiki says any shape, so I'm like, I want to see a, a, a any polygon shape uh-huh. base pyramid. I'd like the- to see that. Gungbok or whatever it's called as the base <laughs> the base yeah what what direction would it point i don't know presumably below but it would always <laughs> change right would that would that always flip the top maybe this is like theoretical <laughs> math that i don't understand it's pluto plus one to me that's a new idiom <laughs> it's pluto plus one to me instead of it's greek <laughs> It's too out of reach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heard it here fo- first, curiosities. Pluto plus one. Spread it far and wide. Further than the solar system. Because then it's for a far a far away place. That was established earlier. And it's truth. How about then the lore of this pyramid structure? Which we don't know underground how many points it has gotta dig it up uh yeah so lore wise i don't think there's much going on for it you know standard alien came Mm -hmm. by and did the thing and as we talked about it it kind of the message itself seems very uh judeo-christian so unless these uh these aliens have read up on their bibles i mean i don't know it's not much I'm I'm actually disappointed that the Reddit thread wasn't like spewing out random theories like mm-hmm. lasers and and pointing to the stars or something like that or like the position of the sun is gonna do something I don't know it's, it's been there for what since the 80s this pyramid yeah. so what do you make of Hurulaka's description of like of his person the hair down to the ground a a robe with a uh, a thread around his waist. I mean, it's Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> the guy must have read is this, the Lord of the Rings. Is it was this? Did Rings of Power steal when the <laughs> the guy crashes onto the planet? Did they steal that from this? Maybe. I mean, his hair's not to the ground, but it's pretty much. <laughs> they got. They had other things that they were accused of stealing from other people. Really. Yeah, there's a whole guy that uh, claimed his script was stolen by them. <laughs> Just the entire script that he wrote. The whole Rings of Power script? Yeah. Was he even working for them? He said, I, if I remember correctly, he said he left it at a party or something to that effect. <laughs> and somebody took the script, uh, is what I faintly recall. I mean, I left, I left the script to Jurassic Park on the floor of my house. <laughs> Somebody took it, so I guess I could say the same thing, right? 
Michael Crichton took it and then went back in time and wrote the book. <laughs> the book. <laughs> and then they made a movie. I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, I give it a one for lore. Wow. So, uh, to me, there's, there's a decent story here. It names the alien. A description that's similar to Merlin or Gandalf is his homeworld is mentioned. The location of that homeworld do we even get? There are... Even like twenty-two times or twenty times the size of Earth, like that's pretty unique thing going on. There are <laughs> things about being in an energy portal that can be harnessed to heal people. Raimundo claimed that the alien was contacting him in his dreams prior to actually being contacted. He also stated he started construction right before the birth of his first child. I can't imagine. Going out and building a freaking 22-foot-tall pyramid by myself with a newborn. That sounds like hell. <laughs> so, to me, that all added up to a score in lore to a 2.4. I didn't mean to <laughs> say it like that, but how about the properties uh-huh. of this? Again, like, there's no wild speculation. There's nothing, like, saying that this is communicating with anybody. That being said, it's a pyramid, and it looks pretty. It's, I mean, I've seen videos of it. It's, it's, it's well built. <laughs> like it's sturdy. It's not shoddy. And for one man to have done this, I mean, I'm impressed. I give it a two mm-hmm. for properties. Uh, Twenty-two feet high. The inside seems to be like covered in wall paintings of the planets and stuff. It's kind of neat. But I suppose that the main properties is that the. Uh, idea that the location is prime because of the ability to heal both people and the earth which mirrors the message that like we and the earth are all one i would say mm. we are all one angel there's a famous song about that <laughs> so famous <laughs> very famous <laughs> so for the properties i landed on it too but this makes me think properties pyramid there's anything higher than a pyramid? I don't think so. So I would think that the highest letter in the world is P. Oh, a P. Wow. That's amazing. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't. It's like that kid. <laughs> who's, he's in class. He's like in class and he has the teacher. He needs to go to the bathroom. And he's like... He's like, you know, wiggling because he really needs to go real bad. And she's like, nah, you know how teachers are. They don't want you to, for some reason, they want to keep you from going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. He's like, I really got to go. I really don't. I was like, okay, say your ABCs. <laughs> I don't know why. Say your ABCs and then you can go to the bathroom. So he says, okay, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, Q, R, S, T, U, E, W, X, Y, and Z. And then the teacher says, what happened to P? <laughs> he goes, it's running down my leg. <laughs> Is this a joke? He's like heard before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why I told it <laughs> did, how, how did it make you feel telling it oh man it was just the brightest part of my day wow. actually Thank I love you. telling you jokes shared it. you shared it <laughs> thank you it made me think of when teachers say or a student says uh, can I go to the bathroom? The teacher's like, I don't know. Can you? Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, yep, that's that's how you teach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how you be a proper adult. 
How about then the functionality and purpose of the Pozuelo's tem uh, pyramid? I guess the temple also works. <laughs> well, when it's a temple, if you treat it as a temple, it's got uh, that. that Are all just, pyramids temples? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, if they're burial chambers, would they be like a temple for the body? To traverse I mean, the afterlife? I don't know. Bodies are a temple for the soul. Yeah. And a body goes in a pyramid. So where does the soul go? It doesn't matter. Just talking about temples. <laughs> I'm saying, if, if somebody dies, then the soul has no need for the temple anymore. Or the body. Or yeah. the possessions in the temple. <laughs> in the pyramid. <laughs> um, but why did they put them in there? Because they I thought they'd need him in the afterlife. You don't know. I guess I I don't know, so I shouldn't say. Yeah. I mean, I I might need seven chariots, six dead horses, seven uh, uh, rolls of elder cheese <laughs> to help me in the afterlife. You might need a homunculus. Mm-hmm. That's why I got those horses in there. <laughs> I, it's funny because now you just reminded me of something else. I was in college. And there is this, a stupid conversation to begin with amongst other people. They're talking about, I don't know what exactly they're talking about. They're talking about hell. And, and, what a topic. and they're, talking, they're talking about how Jews don't go to hell or something like that. Why? I don't know why. I, 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 you missed that I part just of it? Kind of, yeah. I, and then this other guy, he was already a weird kid to begin with. And he kind of like butts in and he says oh no Jews can go to hell I've seen them <laughs> like he's seen Jewish people or th them in hell like like he's like he implied that he has been to hell and he's seen the Jews there <laughs> what the hell <laughs> what's, what's the deal with that guy <laughs> I swear that ended that conversation <laughs> right there that's when everybody gets up and gets away from that guy. <laughs> it was the funniest thing in my life. And I was like, I'm glad I never have to deal with this guy again. And then, like a year, not a year later, the next semester, I'm in a completely different class. Because this is just like a one-off class. And there he is again in my life. And I'm like, why is this guy here? And then he tries to befriend you. He gifts you things. Gives you he games. Did. He he came up to me and he's like, "Hey man, I saw you jamming on those drums the other day, man. You were really great." And I'm like, "No, I, I've never played any drums ever." And <laughs> is then, this is another guy that mistook <laughs> you for being in a band. Yes, I just remembered. And he was like, he, he he did not like that I said no. It wasn't me. He was like, "No, no, it was you." <laughs> I, I saw you. He knows what I he saw. has seen. <laughs> And, and then I just gave up, and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm a good drummer. Mm -hmm. Bye. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey over here on the bongos. <laughs> I got something else. Did I say the purpose already? I don't know. I don't even think I gave my score to properties. It was a two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Properties. But we're on functionality as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. So, oh yeah, because we, we started talking about temples and and, mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. So, um, the, yeah. The, so the functionality, the purpose. I think as a pyramid, it's doing its job. I guess. As <laughs> it's a, functional. It's damn functional. As a, as, a, as a temple, as an altar. I mean, that's. I saw. I've seen the inside of it where there's like a picture of the Virgin Mary, <laughs> and then I think on top of that it's like Jesus. Uh-huh. <clears throat> And then there's aliens. <laughs> like, and then there's aliens. Does it get better than uh, that? <laughs> I mean, you're dying. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah, I'm, I'm being smoked by God right now. <laughs> That's the correct tense. But um, smitten, I mean smitten. <laughs> I guess smitten doesn't sound the same as getting smited. <laughs> they are two completely different words. <laughs> yeah, so I gave it a. T- for functionality i i wrote down in my notes it's a temple (laughs) i guess i made that decision already Uh, (laughs) i gave it a three because it's a temple (laughs) it's a good functionality purpose damn good one how about the craftsmanship of uh this (laughs) this well the temple pyramid i mentioned i mentioned it earlier this 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 was a very well-built pyramid temple it it looks fantastic. It doesn't look like secondhand work. And believe me, I know what secondhand work looks like. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I already lost it. Anyway, craftsmanship. I gave it across the board four. Huh, it's got like 40 years old now. <laughs> it looks very well made. <laughs> Out in the desert. Just a hop skipping away from the border. If you're yeah, a tornado, people, people visit it. Yeah, like it's a it's a, it's a, a destination. That actually, that actually uh, makes me think. Like, what is like this man built this pyramid, and it's like, is, is that it? Like, does he still live it? Is he alive? Do people just visit it? Like, it's. I saw on the Reddit thread it that people said that <laughs> the original poster said that you can uh, like cause they went during the day, but there's also people you can visit during the night as well. Ooh. I wonder if it's interesting at night. I'm sure it's interesting during the day too. <laughs> and what you gave it a four? Yeah. Wow. It's I wrote down it seems to be well made. It impressed me. I couldn't make a pyramid by myself. I don't think. At the same time, I wrote down Angel. It ain't no Mayan temple. You dig? <laughs> I wrote down you dig. <laughs> God. So I gave it a. Uh, uh, apparently only a 2.8 in craftsmanship. I wasn't as thoroughly impressed. <laughs> it's not a Mayan temple. If you it's dig not that? a Mayan temple. <laughs> How about then the desirability? We're back on the right track. The, is this Baghdad battery? <laughs> Level? We're back on the right track, my friend, because I want this thing. <laughs> I want this thing in my backyard. Is this going to be one of those scenarios like where they move houses, but on the back of a flatbed <laughs> truck will be a 22-foot-tall pyramid? Gonna, not even. We're going to pull apart rock by rock the pyramid, send the rocks here, and then we're going to build it back up. It's <clears> like uh, Xanatos and Disney's Gargoyles moves a <laughs> castle <laughs> to New York City. He does. You're going to be Xanatos. Man. D- voiced by Jonathan Frakes. Jonathan Freaks, that's right. Is this the first time we brought up gargoyles? <laughs> Disney's gargoyles. What a Disney's fantastic, gargoyles. 
fantastic animated series. It's up there with Batman the Animated Series. I mean... The original. You said it for me. Sonic is the best, but it's up there. <laughs> it's up there just right with Sonic. Both were uh, ABC, I believe, so they're all in the same family. Mm-hmm. Disney. Bling! Oh, uh, yeah. Desirably. I want this thing. <laughs> what was the bling? <laughs> Is that Sonic getting a ring? Uh, sure. It's a four. Four, four, four. Wow. Uh, I couldn't find a single story about th- this notion of anyone being healed, so I don't know what that was about. The first thing I just thought about, though, was uh, Jim Carrey in the leading in um, Man on the Moon, the bio of Andy Kaufman, as Andy goes off to try and cure his cancer by, like, a, a guru or something to that effect. Uh, it doesn't, and it doesn't work. So that's that's how I see this place. Not, like, not too desirable if the healing doesn't work. Or maybe maybe it is working because the Earth's magnetic field hasn't imploded yet. My goodness. Maybe we never, we, never, we never answered that, right? Like, what happens if the magnetic field breaks? What then? Well, there's a lot of theories that I faintly recall. Like, it's going to destroy all... Uh, electro electronics in our world uh, oh, okay. that it will usher in another ice age Dark of age. sorts. Oh. Yeah. I always hear about like the magnetic poles switching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's always, there's always, especially on YouTube. There's always like some person like doing these calculations. They got a computer program showing a bunch of uh, like lines on the earth and they're showing the math behind the switching of the poles mm-hmm. but it never really makes any sense and it's always within our lifetime it's going to happen just like the yosemite super volcano <laughs> within our lifetime it's going to happen yep i mean i remember they would say they had specific dates like on this day the poles are gonna switch everything's gonna be in chaos mm-hmm. be like y2k <laughs> It's it's it's. I think I like those better because those are not as dire as end of times doomsdayers, doom, mm-hmm. doomsday sayers. It's just the the poles are switching, and what does that actually mean? I mean, you can make it mean whatever you want, you know. <laughs> just like doomsday <laughs> sayers. <laughs> well, I feel like the doomsday people kind of say it's gonna end the world, whatever that means. I mean, can you imagine being raptured? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I feel like ra- rapture is not kind of like a dirty thing. I don't know. Dirty? Dirty? How's it dirty? <laughs> like sexual? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell <laughs> Bible did you have? <laughs> Definition. Merriam-Webster says rapture, an expression or manifestation of ecstasy or passion. Apparently, I'm the one that's wrong with rapture this whole time. I didn't know I was sheer ecstasy would fall upon me as I'm being pulled from the world into heaven. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't we want this? Yeah, now let's I want to be raptured. raptured, guys. <laughs> let's bring upon the rapture. Get those horns going. Damn. We've been lied to. They make it sound like it's a bad thing. Now that I know ecstasy is involved. <laughs> Sheer, uncontrollable ecstasy. Yep. I don't think I even gave my score in desirability. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I gave it a one. 
Uh, so we're on completely different sides of the spectrum here. <laughs> Did you score at a Pluto plus one? I don't know how yeah. I'm going to add this up. <laughs> Summon the ghost of Albert Einstein. <laughs> I landed at an 11.2. I got a 13. 13th warrior? The Beowulf. The Beowulf. <laughs> the freaking Grendel the bear. <laughs> I gotta bring it up every episode now. So that gives us for Pozuelo's pyramid temple engineering superstructure a twelve point one. Wow. Wow. Are we gonna discuss where the name came from? <laughs> we can now. So some of you curiosities out there might be wondering why is it called Pozuelo's Pyramid when the guy's name is Raimundo Corona Corona. Well, you might be thinking, maybe he's got a, a longer name. And you're right. His name is actually Raimundo Salomon Corona Villarreal. And you're probably wondering, wait, Pozuelo's not in that name either. And that's because he's a farmer who's... A peasant. The com- what? Peasant <laughs> farmer whose communal land that he uses is called... Pozuelos de Arriba. And there you get the Pozuelo. That's it. <laughs> Anticlimatic. Yeah. Just like the score of 12.1. <laughs> uh, well, that's a pretty decent score. <clears throat> it is. Well, let's see. It, uh, I mean, it obviously did better than the Wedge of Ayud. What did that get? I've completely blocked Five. that. 5.5. Five. It, it actually did better... <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice if this was 20 times the <laughs> score of Ayud Object. <laughs> I don't think we are, or thing goes that high. It's a Pluto plus one issue. <laughs> it actually did better than the Sleep Demons, which was 12.01. Wow. It's close, but no cigar. <clears throat> Cigaretto. Yeah, that's that's where it lands. And I implore our curiosities out there to investigate or go visit this pyramid because we need more content for this stuff. It's like a road trip, a side uh roadside attraction, if you yeah. will. I'd like to know if this man is still alive. He's gotta be what in his sixties now? It's plausible. If- if I'm to believe that he was 30-something in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Sup- supposedly <clears throat> 33 when the alien encounter occurred in 84. So that math is, to me, Pluto plus one. <laughs> Pluto plus one. That is the takeaway from this episode. And hey, I think it's... The letter P, Pluto. It all, it all worked out. The highest number. I think it's safe to say that Pozuelo's Pyramid... Pozuelo! P! (laughs) You've just been pracked. I mean, cracked. (laughs) Instagram is is a social media app. You can find us on there at Cracking Cryptids. And you can also find us on threads under the same handle... Do people even use the word handle to refer to their username anymore? I don't know. 
guess I'm showing my age. <clears throat> Boomer. <laughs> and uh, if you want to shoot us an email, you can send it at crackingencryptedandcurios at gmail.com. P, yeah. I, thought, I was going to say something with the letter P, but oh, it's not coming to me anymore. It's it's beyond my grasp. It's going down your leg. <laughs> um, you can find our show. That's right, our show on any <laughs> podcast platform you can think of. Preferably the one you you like to use. Don't just don't start searching all of them and be like, oh, you're not on this one. Like, no, we don't need to hear that. We just want we just want you to go to the one you like and say, yep, subscribe. And then if it lets you rate us or rank us, give us a big old four ranking. That's a, cr- a cracking cryptids four. In other words, whatever the highest ranking is <laughs> available. Say, what if it's five? <laughs> it's a just, five star. Just don't give us five. <laughs> just give us just below that. We got to strive to be better, right? <laughs> the highest, the highest. Um yeah, I mean, what if we're like always I mean, one less? Give us a Pluto plus room one. Room for improvement. Give us a what? Give us a Pluto plus one. A Pluto plus one. I'm just gonna throw some out there. Spotify, Apple, iTunes. You know, Peter picked a peck of pickled peppers. That's all the peas. Peter did. Peter Piper pick a peck of pickled peppers. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of pickled peppers. Peter Piper picked. Where's the peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked? I don't know. Where are they? In Pozuelo's Pyramid. <laughs> As always. Good. <laughs> you porky piggin? <laughs> I can't. I need a proper sign off. I can never get a good one. <clears throat> um, As always. Good night. <laughs> If they listen to this during the morning, well, good morning. <laughs> or I could do, I could do, uh, I could do Jim, uh, Carrey Jim Carrey's greeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In case I don't see you, good morning, good evening, good night. That's it. That's the one. I'm gonna adopt it for next time. See yous or hear yous. This has been an I am actually traveling back into time production. The pow pow fish is a fish that is blue, just like Pluto. And it's pouting. It's got big pouty lips. <laughs>